Hey, welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. Where we like to talk about things that are messy, awkward, hard, or controversial and create a space for healing. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. Today, uh, well, today we're going to let me talk mostly. I feel like we're kind of going back and forth between I talked a lot in the Lord's episode and then I was like, Megan, you have to tell your story because I talk too much. And now I guess it's kind of more focused on me Um, and not talking about like a super fun topic. I will say we're talking about breakups, the heart of our podcast, right? Talking about things people tend to avoid talking about. So obviously last episode had a lot of like ups and downs, but was overall very happy, like a good thing where this time we're going to be talking about healing from a breakup, your experience, your thoughts and reflections, which I was reminded we did an episode in like season two Mm -hmm. um, where we, what was her name? We talked to someone about like surviving and thriving in a breakup. My friend Rebecca. So she was a pretty rough breakup, um, like a guy she thought she was going to marry. And he broke up with her unexpectedly. Um, A different scenario than my breakup. Every breakup's different, like the reasons. But anyway, like it was a hard breakup. He broke up with her unexpectedly after she had moved to be closer to him. And so her whole life was just like kind of upended. And yeah, she talked about her experience. And I forget how long it had been, maybe a year. So she'd had a little more reflection and healing out of her experience mm-hmm. than I, I'm going to talk about. Um, but I'm happy to report that she's now engaged and I'm going to her wedding at the end of December. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like three, it's been like four years maybe since her breakup. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she just got engaged earlier this year. Uh, it's hopeful to kind of look at like, okay, God had a much better plan for her and had someone else in mind for her. But that's a really good episode. Rebecca had some good insights. Um, and at that time, I'd never been through like dating someone for a long time and then going through a breakup. I'd been in like situationships and had definitely gone through rejection mm-hmm. and someone unexpectedly and <laughs> yeah, <in> a heartbreak <laughs> and someone unexpectedly ending things with you. But I had never gone through like a true like we dated for a significant like for me, uh, my exit was a year that we dated where it was like very serious and we talked about marriage and you start like picturing a future with this person and then it ending and kind of feeling like you're picking up the pieces of your life um and they ending in like a very shocking way and yeah I'm not going to talk about the specifics of my relationship or even my breakup in this episode because just not something I want to share it's private. I know some people will share the details if it's helpful. Like we've had channels. Um, we had someone come on our channel and talk about their divorce and like more of the details of that. And I feel like if that's what you're called to, that's great. But also that's just not what I'm feeling called to right now. Um, probably never will. <laughs> and well, and like you said too, yeah. like this isn't something you're looking back on like a year after the fact, like you're very much in the thick of it in the moment and so yeah it's probably even wise to like if you were feeling more like that's something that you would be called to it would probably come later when you've had time to right really process really work through it think through things reflect versus in the thick of I am currently healing right now I am a wound (laughs) and I'm bleeding still so I think that's just wise either way if you're going to share it later or you never share it 
not the time now. (laughs) No. And yeah, I definitely was not ready to talk about this or share anything at all until now. It's been a little over four months and everyone's healing process is different. Everyone's timeline is different. Um, but I definitely was not ready. I didn't think there was anything helpful that I could share. And I just want to like give a disclaimer in this episode. This is what the past four months has really helped me to heal and find hope and like cope with my situation. And I finally do think I like have maybe useful advice, especially to someone that might be in like that first six months or even like I can share like right after it happened, you know, like what has helped me, um, to actually like keep living my life and just cope with something that feels very catastrophic in the moment. (laughs) And yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Not like a year out where I have all these reflections and I feel totally healed and, and over it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm sharing from now. And, you know, if a year out, I want to like come back to things and share again, I think, if I pray, like pray about it, it could be helpful. Um, but yeah, it, I'm just now feeling like I actually have maybe helpful advice or something that would be um, productive. I don't know if that's the right word, but to share. Yeah. So I'm basically just going to give my tips of, yeah, healing. Yeah. And, what and I also remember in our, when we talked to Lauren in that episode where she was talking about her divorce, she was saying like, it was actually helpful for her when yeah. she was like you know only four months healing to like listen to someone who is 10 months and then to listen to someone who's a year you know or to like when she was a year out listen to someone who was you know 10 months in the thick of it like there are reflections and processing that you do at different stages of that healing journey that are still beneficial to someone to hear or can help them realize I'm not alone those are some similar things or that's some great advice so I think there's definitely beneficial things to hear from someone in your stage of healing and even you know the next stage of healing so I think it's very brave and beautiful that you'd be willing to share sort of raw where you're at right now yeah I think my heart in this episode first of all is like to anyone that's in the thick of a breakup right now I just want to say that I am so sorry and I wish I could sit down with you specifically and talk with you through your situation and just be there with you to grieve, especially if you're like fresh out of a breakup. I don't know if I've ever felt anything so painful in my entire life. Um, Yeah, it was like the worst pain I have ever experienced and it's a grief. It's truly a grief. Like you are mourning the loss of something and so... I just want you to know that like your pain is valid and this is terrible, but like it will get better. And I know that's impossible to think when you're going through it, (laughs) but I want to be a voice of someone to tell you that you will survive this. You will be okay. And your life will go on. You have to go through the healing process. Um, But yeah, that's why I really want to share this of like someone that might be going through that, or maybe you're further out and you still, still feel that way. Because like I said, everyone's timeline is really different. But if you're really still in the thick of that grieving process, which is actually, I'll get to it a little bit later, but one of my tips is like, you have to really like let yourself grieve. So I just want to say to anyone that might be going through that, I am so sorry and things will get better. And like, I just, you have a place in my heart and I'm always praying for people, especially after going through this. Like it's, it's so horrible and there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's pretty awful. <laughs> and I actually had people tell me that they're like, we're here for you, but like, 
yeah, we're not going to mince our words. Like, this is horrible. (laughs) It's one of the worst things you'll ever go through. (laughs) But it does make you stronger. Um, So I want to jump into my first tip. And I've seen this go. I've seen people that have chosen to do this and that haven't. And I feel like it's different in every situation. But I feel like for the most part, and most of my friends, even those that did not do this, and they regret not doing this, um, is to go no contact. I know that especially if you're fresh out of a breakup, that seems horrible. And you're just like trying to process this person being out of your life because probably, especially maybe if it was a surprise to you, this person was a part of your daily life and like a very intimate part of your life. And it's so jarring to kind of feel like that person was just ripped out of your life. And that's why, honestly, it is like such a grieving. (laughs) Um, But I really think for you to actually heal and like have the time and space to process your breakup, you have to go no contact, no trying to be friends, no like weekly or like monthly check-ins. I just really don't think that's ever a good idea. And for some, some people, a ending conversation or like a wrap up conversation can be helpful. It really depends on the situation, but you're not going to really know if it's going to be helpful or have the space unless you really like take some time away of like completely no contact to process. I, when I went through my breakup, I originally thought like I would need a month and then I would talk with my ex again. And the farther I got away from it, (laughs) the more I just like was able to like process on my own process with my friends, my therapist and like in prayer. And I just like realized I don't think that would be helpful for me. And if I had like given into the temptation in the beginning to like keep in contact, I also think it would have just kept like reopening that wound. Like I think for a wound to fully heal, you really need to just like cut it off. Um, Because ultimately this person, which is very hard to accept and it takes time to accept, is no longer a part of your life. And it's like inappropriate for them to be, especially in like the first few months or like, you know, time and healing. Um, So I really just think it's best to go no contact, like no checking in. It's so painful, but it's so hard. And I actually saw a TikTok (laughs) um when I was going for it and like I at first I said like I had chosen like at least that first month like I was definitely not gonna reach out I needed like that space to process and heal I saw this TikTok of someone saying like oh how did I heal so quickly from my breakup like it was going no contact um so yeah that was just like an encouragement to me and pretty much all of my friends were like yep probably not good to contact this person and just to like cut it off because like my mindset was like I want to make this person like a distant memory to me and he can't be a distant memory to me if I keep letting him into my life um and that's so hard to accept I remember in the first two weeks like me sitting there and like thinking about the fact that like this person was out of my life and I really might never see them again if that's like what I decided was best for me and it was horrible (laughs) um it was a horrible awful feeling so bad to the point where I like there's times like the pain is so bad you think you're going to die and then if you've been in a breakup you know what I mean like you actually think the pain might kill you um maybe you've been in some like other situation too where you felt that way but like yeah it gets to a point where you're like I think I might die but a way that helped me to like to not contact that person especially when I was feeling that way was to call good friends that I had to like to break those habits because you're also in habits of talking to that person every day Mm -hmm. 
So to kind of like, instead of texting that person, instead of calling him, it was like, I'm going to call my friends. I'm going to reach out to them. I just did that recently. I don't even think I told you, Megan, I like really wanted to call this person. And so I just called Megan and she picked up and I was like, <laughs> that's actually, I didn't think I told her that I want to call her. I was like, oh, just calling. I wanted to ask you about, but actually it's because I was like, I'm going to call this person. I cannot call them. It's not good. And I know once I get out of this like wave, I'm mm-hmm. going to not want to talk to them probably. Um, so yeah. Um, that leads me into my next thing is to that you have to process your feelings and it's horrible. Like I said, I will not mince my words going through the grief, like processing grief and healing from something really anything is never fun. It's never glamorous. It's never good. Uh, it's good, but it's never fun. Um, and it really doesn't feel good. Um, and you have to let yourself like process the, the, the anger. You're gonna have a lot of anger the sadness, the just like God awful grief that you are feeling and you have to just sob. Like, I remember I would just like be at work and I'd be like, all right, time for my sob break. And I would step out and I would just let myself like weep. Like you really have to like, just let yourself cry. Like kind of like let yourself just fall apart. And like, you won't even have to like let yourself because you just probably won't be able to contain like crying randomly if you're like me. Um, but I have seen people that they don't let themselves grieve and they just say, you know what, it's okay. Accepting, moving on, moving on and almost live into like this, like toxic positivity or Mm -hmm. this talk, like they numb themselves even. And then it comes up for them later. Like it turns into other unhealthy behaviors because they've just numbed it. Honestly, like numbing or just trying to ignore is only going to prolong your grief and stall the healing process. It might not, you might not think that, um, but it really does. Um, you can't shove it down. I remember like talking to my therapist and she was like, there's just no easy way through this. And you're just going to have to let yourself cry and let yourself sob and let yourself, you have to go through that process of grief and there's really no timeline and it's not linear either. Like one day you're going to be angry. One day you're going to be sad. And then maybe even like, you're going to get to a point where a couple weeks, like you're okay. And then out of nowhere, you're just really, really sad and angry. And you kind of just have to like, let yourself feel that. Um, And then you come out of the wave. For me, it felt like waves. And you're like, okay, I can breathe again. Um, You're not going to feel like you can breathe for probably a while. (laughs) And that's why it's just like good to have good friends with you. And also just to be patient with yourself. Um, Like you're mourning a death, the death of a relationship, the death of a future you envisioned, um, and in some cases, the death of a person you thought, like who you thought a person was, like there's so many different yeah. scenarios in a breakup, but like you're really mourning, like, especially if you thought you were going to marry this person, or maybe you were even engaged or I don't know, but like you're mourning an entire future that you had. So be patient with yourself. Um, and the way to like healthfully go through this process, because you don't want to isolate or be alone is to find like good and wise friends that you can grieve when those waves hit that you can like be with and grieve with um, and sit with. And I found it so helpful to find a good wise friend in my life who I was blessed that actually went through like a very similar breakup situation to me. Like even the reasons that the relationship ended were similar. And that was someone that was so helpful to just like sit with and talk with and grieve with and like she really understood um and it's also good to have those people because they can give you hope because she'd been out of this situation for a few years now 
And she was able to like sit there and tell me like, this feels horrible. And you really do feel like you will never get over this person. You will never be happy again. And you will never feel a shred of joy in your life again, but you will. (laughs) Um, It feels that way, but you will be okay. Um, And like, I would talk to Megan, who's like been through similar things in her life. And like, I had, I found a few really good friends who I know understood what I'd been through and have been through a really bad breakup. And they could give me not only good advice and just be like good friends and be there with me and like talk with me through the waves of it. But also they were like an example of, okay, the pain does get better and you can move on. Like a few of my friends were date are dating new people that had once like, were like, I'm never going to get over this person previously, you know? And so it gives you hope. Um, and it's just good. And if you don't have that person to look at, uh, you could look at me. <laughs> I can talk about how like I'm doing much better four months out than I like I never imagined I was even going to like my life was even going to go on. Like I could even like take another step like the first, especially the first like couple weeks after. Yeah. Um, and I always say like nothing was worse than like the first two days after. Like it was just like you honestly just have to like get through it, like just survive because it's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. So that's find people you can open up to and trust. Um I think it's really good. Um so I could just recap one, go no contact. Two, process your feelings. Three, find good friends to process with and spend time with and that can give you hope. And four, I think it's also really good to find a good therapist if needed and and a good spiritual director if you are religious or a a mentor might be Mm -hmm. a spiritual mentor might be the language that you use. Um, And maybe you won't need either of these. Maybe like having your friends will be enough. But like for me, um, I already had had a therapist, but just having a therapist that's trained to kind of like they're usually trained to actually walk someone through the processes of grief, um, whether that be a death or like a breakup. Um, And they can give you really helpful resources that will just help you in your processing. And they can kind of be a more unbiased like third party because they're not in your life. Like they didn't really know that person that was in the relationship with you. Um, Because my friends, like they are a good support and it's good to have people that also knew that person and like knew the situation well but it's also good to have someone that's kind of like outside of it um and I said like they're trained mental health counselors and they can help you cope and find healthy coping and all of this and and like a more I don't know like trained medical way I don't know how I'm trying to think of that but like and recognize if you have an unhealthy pattern starting Like you were saying how it's dangerous to, you know, put it down, not process. Right. They could recognize in that in you that that is taking place and point it out and walk you through it and help you kind of backtrack and not take that unhealthy way of coping. So it can be helpful to have a professional where a friend might not be able to see that as well or in the same way. Right. Because you never know. Like, I thankfully had really like healthy, good friends. Um, but maybe your friends don't have the healthiest coping mechanisms because they're just, you know, and they might not be able to see or they are just more biased because they're in your life and they're your friends. So it's really good to have someone, a therapist, like a third party. And I found it helpful to talk to a spiritual director, like mentor kind of figure, um, because they can help you focus on the more spiritual side and like focusing on 
God's will in your life, like really trying to stay focused on that and refocusing on that and just finding hope in your life. <laughs> um, and yeah, being able to pinpoint maybe where God is in your life and in your story and really help you to um, just process like what's going on in your spiritual life through a breakup. Um, yeah. And that's going to be different for every person. Also on the spiritual side, I think it's good to implement daily prayer if you don't already have a prayer life um, and to be really rooted in scripture. And this is for if you're Christian, because there's going to be so many lies that the devil is going to try to throw at you. Like you're going to be alone forever. This was all your fault. You're not good enough. I mean, every situation is different and depends on like the, the wounds you had before, like what the circumstances of the breakup were, but whatever they are, there's definitely going to be some lies that come up in your life <laughs> that are going to make you want to doubt the goodness of God and his providence in your life and his plan for you. And I like, you're probably going to keep having to fight that, but being rooted in scripture and like having that and that time with God is only going to help you. I mean, that helps anytime in your life, but especially when you're going through some kind of like major grief or life transition. Um, so I think that's definitely a really good thing to do. Um, another thing is to build a new routine, building new routines, like, well, your life just like drastically changed. So <laughs> you're going to have to build new habits and new routines. And for me, it just felt like, so I'm, I'm having this new, like new time in my life because I'm out of this relationship. You know, a relationship is, um, a big chunk of your time when you're in it, you're investing. And I just tried to see it as, okay, I'm going to, especially in the beginning where I couldn't think about, oh, I'm going to try new things that make me feel happy because I'm just trying to survive. It was like just implementing new things in my life, like new little things that could help nourish me and could just build a new routine. And I felt like I was essentially like building almost a new life with this person out of it. And those new routines can help you I don't know. I wanted to do new things that I hadn't done in that previous relationship so that it felt like new, like, okay, this is a fresh chapter. I'm starting over. There's obviously things you can't get away of away from that will like trigger you and make you think about that old relationship. And you just have to process those as they come. But like building new routines, uh, I don't know, helps you focus on you and like your new life um, moving forward. And I also think like tapping into your own interests and doing what gives you life like take back your power and fill your life with good and beautiful things to outweigh the sadness. <laughs> um, and what feels like is missing, like this person is missing, like we'll add new things into your life, things that maybe you didn't have time for before, like things that are just good and beautiful and bring you joy. Um, that can be just more time with your friends, a new hobby, doing a new dance class, a new art class. I don't know, just like finding new things that bring you joy. Um, for me, a part of that was like doing more volunteering in my life, which I didn't really have time for before. And I think volunteering in general can just be really great to do because first it like gets you outside of yourself and like ruminating on your own life and your situation um, and like falling into unhealthy self-pity. Like my life's so terrible. This is terrible. And it's like, okay, well, I'm alive. I'm breathing and I want to help other people. And I really think that that helps you to get outside of yourself. And it's just always nourishing to the soul to help other people. And if you're a Christian, like that's what we're called to anyway, is to be loving and help people. And when you have that time, um, especially like as a single person, there's less big commitments in your life, like a husband or kids. And this is like a really a time to take advantage of being able to volunteer and like do those kinds of things. 
Um, and I just think there's just so many benefits to volunteering. Um, one of my friends who had gone through a broken engagement, that's something that she told me actually, like at the very beginning of my breakup was get into volunteering. Like that's something that really helped, like helped her heal during her breakup. Yeah. And I think something else that can help is making a list of what you want in a future partner. Um, I think that can help in multiple ways. I think one, um, I think past relationships can help us gain a clear idea of what we want in a partner and refine what we are looking for. I think you learn a lot by being in relationships um, and list what you didn't like in that relationship because there definitely probably were things and um, look at like list of what you didn't like and focus on what you will not compromise in your next relationship. Like personally for me, there's things I realized in the relationship that I like ultimately with some time and reflection was like not happy with. And it really just taught me more of like what I really do want in a future relationship. And when I am just like, I am not willing to compromise and it really helped me yeah to see what matters moving forward and dating and helped me to look forward about like someone new in my life that could be an even better fit for me versus ruminating on that past relationship and feeling stuck mm-hmm. in the past um yeah i had a friend who said like after she went through a really terrible breakup she like wrote out a list of like not um like superficial things in a man not like oh i want height weight Uh, eye color they have to have this job or like but like really deep down like core values of things that you really want in a future spouse and like praying with that if you're a christian um and really just yeah like giving that to god and trying to focus on moving forward yeah that's essentially my advice megan do you have anything you want to add (laughs) i think that's all so so helpful um even as someone who is not going through like a breakup or anything right now and is in a very different stage of life, I can find a ton of value in that because like you're saying, no matter what, at the end of the day, a lot of this has to do with processing grief and suddenly going through a very major life transition. And one thing I was thinking of when you were talking about processing that pain and how it is really like processing the death of someone because it's the death of your future it's the death of this person you thought of you know who 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 are they in my life it's also sort of a loss or a death of an identity as well especially for us women we identify a lot by our relationships you know so I just think it's so funny like if someone asked me like who are you like who is Megan I would immediately think of relationships in my life I'm a wife I'm a mother I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. Like that's how we identify ourselves for better or worse. Mm. And for women, especially when you have this drastic and sudden ending of this relationship, you can really feel like just at a loss of who am I? What is my identity? Who I thought I was and who I thought I was becoming is now completely done and ended. And I don't think we can take for granted how painful that is to go through and how much that also needs to be processed and that's not something that heals overnight or is just recovered overnight like oh I have a a great sense of self now (laughs) yeah that's a great point because that's something I definitely went through like one of my first thoughts after the breakup was oh my gosh I'm single again and just like identifying 
as someone that's no longer in a relationship, like especially in like Christian and Catholic circles, it's all about like finding your vocation, which we did a whole episode on this. Actually, when I had just first started like going on dates with this person. So I, I was still single when we did this episode. Um, but there's so much of an emphasis of like, oh, you have to find your vocation and like find like, are you going to be in religious life? Are you going to be married? Are you, you know, and as someone who feels like I feel called to marriage as like a vocation or what I feel like God is calling me to in motherhood, like it's like I felt like I was on my way to that. Um, you could almost get lost in that and like miss things in a relationship that are off because you're so focused on like, I want to be fulfilled in my vocation. And there's parts of being in a relationship, even if it's not the right relationship that you feel so fulfilled in being a partner. And that's something that I realized, like uh, there were in my relationship, there was such a sense of fulfillment of like being a partner to someone um, and not a wife yet, like not filling all those roles. Cause I'm not, wasn't a wife, but like starting to kind of like, yeah, like picture this person as my future spouse and like preparing for that. And, you know, parts of that, um, and even living that then. And that's such a blow. It feels like such a blow and like you're taking steps back, but really you're not like, that was something I was going to mention is that you do learn a lot in those relationships that will help prepare you even better for whatever God has for you in your future for like God willing, you're, you're the person that you meet that will be your future spouse. Um, like whatever God has for you, there's things you can take that will better equip you for that, um, moving forward. And it helped for me, I feel like even refine even more of like what I feel like my vocation is because I'd never been in a serious relationship before. And after being in that, I feel even more like strongly that my vocation is marriage, um, which I didn't really have that sure, that total surety before. And like, I don't know what the future holds, but at least like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I do want to be a wife and a mother. And I want to focus on like whatever God has for me and growing on that way. And like, yeah, trying to move forward. And when you're ready, like date and like try to pursue like that vocation. Um, and yeah, that's such a good point to bring up because it feels like you're almost taking a step backwards um, and just try to focus on like, no, like if this is God's vocation for you, like there's stuff that you learned in that relationship and it's going to take you time to see it. When people would say that to me, like the first like couple weeks or like days, I'm like, shut up. I am in so much pain and grief and I, <laughs> I hate care. this. I don't care. This is horrible. Yeah, yeah. And I would rather this never have happened. Like either like we were, this breakup never happened and we were still together. Like, I don't care what wasn't right. Like, this is just too painful. I want to not be in this much pain anymore. Um, or like, I wish I'd never like been in this relationship. So I didn't have to go through this, but like, really there's things that God, I mean, God redeems and can do anything. And he lets certain things happen in our lives and he uses it all. And like, there are definitely things that you will be able to see as you get out of the relationship that you grew. Like, I know that I drastically grew in my faith. Um, I felt more sure of my vocation and I just see even more now of what I want in a future spouse. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm still processing and grieving and I'm not like good, like great every day where I'm like, okay, that was good for me. I see it with God's will. And I fully accepted what happened. Like, no, <laughs> I'm still going through days where I'm really sad or I feel just really in pain. And, and like I said, this journey will look different for everyone. Like you may feel like you're called to have a closure conversation or I mean I don't know like every situation is different um or write a letter but yeah I think just 
trying to really focus on yourself in this process and what you need, not what that other person needs and focusing on God's will for you. Um, and just like, I just want to give you, yeah, just a word of hope that God does have a plan for you and he can use this and will use this to prepare you for whatever he has for you. And that like your life right now as a single woman has so much value and there's so much that God wants to do in your life and that like he can do in your life. And I feel like I even want, I feel like I've even learned even more, like maybe another episode on singleness and like finding fulfillment and happiness in singleness while also like balancing those unfulfilled desires. That could be an entire episode, but I'm just really in a season of like, I feel God is like just calling me to get closer to him still like healing from this breakup, but just to like really focus on what God is doing in my life now, because your life doesn't start when you get married, when you get in your quote unquote vocation, like marriage or religious life or like your life is happening now. And God's vocation for you is to love him and to help lead souls to him. And he can do that with you now. Um, That's just like, I know God can make my life beautiful and good, do good things for me. If I'm like single forever, which like, I really hope not. I feel called to marriage, but like, (laughs) God is in charge of my life. I'm not. And like the best I can do every day is like try to do what he wants. And um, yeah, for someone feeling like, oh my gosh, I just got ripped out of my vocation or like my life doesn't have meaning unless I'm, I can identify with one of those things. That's definitely not true. <laughs> and man, that's something I'm very passionate about. I think we should do a whole episode on that. <laughs> I love how you mentioned how much you grew, not just through the breakup process but looking back and the actual relationship and how much God used that because God does truly use everything and he has a purpose and nothing catches him by surprise right um and one of those things being like your own personal faith in God growing and maturing it made me think of the beginning of James chapter one Mm -hmm. starting in verse two where it says Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so I think that's so beautiful, just that that picture of this trial, this suffering that we went through has purpose. There is purpose in the pain and it's not invalidating that pain like it is a trial it is horrible but that it produces in us something Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. and that god like you were saying redeems that and can take that and that if we surrender to that steadfastness that is being produced in us it can have this beautiful full effect in our life so i think that's such a an empowering message for someone to hear too who's in the midst of that that yes, this hurts. Yes, this is a suffering, a pain, a trial. God is at work in you, even if you can't see it in the moment that you will look back on and be like, wow, he has done all of this in my life. And what has flourished from that? There's hope, you know? There's hope. And just because you're in deep pain, and I know you might not be able to believe me, but just like hold close to this, that just because you're lamenting and you're in deep pain does not mean that God is not with you. And like we see throughout scripture that it's sometimes like lamenting is an essential part of our life. We see that in scripture. I think it's Ecclesiastes. God says like, there's a time for joy. There's a time for dancing, but there's also a time for weeping. And it's okay to be sad or to feel angry too. Especially if you're a Christian, you can think like, I just have to accept this as God's will. Like, no, it's not always like, first of all, it's just not realistic, but like, it's okay to lament and to weep and to be angry about what's happening. 
Um, as long as you don't, it's actually, you know, a worse sign if you like push God out of your life and you become numb to those things and like, don't care, but like go to God with your anger and with your sadness and like, and know that he is close to you. We see that in your confusion. Why did you let this happen? Why, why, you know, why did it go so long before I knew like those feelings of confusion? Like we're finite beings. We can't see the future. We don't have the benefit of hindsight yet. We're in the midst of it. We can only move forward. So going to God, who we know completely understands, but also that he has this infinite picture and just coming to him and being like, I'm confused. I don't get it. I don't understand. And you can even intellectually know someday I might be able to look back and understand. But in the moment, like just taking those hurt and pain of confusion to God, I think is so important because he holds that so gently. Yes. Yeah, just give it to him. Don't hold back. Like, just sit with God. You can give him the worst of your feelings, the worst. I remember just thinking, like, God, why did you do this to me? Like, do you not love me? Do you just, are you just holding out? Like, just giving him everything. And, like, he wants to take that, though, and he wants to sit with you in that. Because he'd rather that, and it's also just, like, we see that in scripture. That's what David did. That's what, like, we go to God and we give him our anger and our sadness like he would much rather that than you just become numb and like just you don't care like what god's doing in your life or what like become bitter basically um it's okay yeah to weep and to give god all of your confusion and i think it's actually an essential part of the healing process because we're gonna feel all of that you can't get away from it um and it's healthy and it's good so and God already knows you're feeling it. It's not like you're hiding it from him. He's not another person where he could be like, wow, I didn't know Jackie wasn't feeling those things. Right. He knows. Be honest. Be open. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I I truly believe that like this will all make sense one day. As someone that's still in the thick of it, I've had little, mm-hmm. like, I'd say glimmers of that hope of like fully understanding, but like, I mean, there's always situations in our lives where maybe we're not going to fully understand it until the other side of heaven. Um, But usually something with a breakup, like with time, and I don't know how long that's going to take you or in your life, your situation. I mean, I just don't know what God's going to do, but I truly think it will make sense one day. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the resurrection always comes and it's always a surprise. I, yeah, that's always been such a comfort to me that like, there is just, there's a lot of sorrow (laughs) and there's going to be a lot of sorrow in this whole process, but I think it will make sense. And the resurrection will come for you. Um, and I just pray for you, like just to keep hope and stay close to God. And like through all of these different things that I've said, like you will, you will make it, you will be okay. (laughs) Um, it doesn't feel like you will, it feels horrible and that you're never going to heal, but you will. Um, and I, I think that these steps is, are definitely a way to help through the process. 